Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Podcast in a bit of a different setting this week. We are on the M1. The M1, Justin. The motorway. The most exciting road in Britain. There, there are more interesting roads, but, you know. We're we are doing something a bit different this week. We're, uh, we're recording on the road. Yeah, we are literally recording on the road. We are on our way down to Brentford because for the first time ever... We are going to a game. Well, not for the first time ever. That, that would be a... Yeah. We should record one of those videos. You know, that went round this season where we just walk up the um, from the concourse and just our eyes open up to the pitch. It's like, majestic, magical, our first experience. My son's first game. Well, what we're doing, actually, is we're going to our first game that doesn't involve Derby uh, as part of the second tier podcast. So we're going to Brentford versus Blackburn. We've got loads to look forward to because these are two teams that we have had plenty of positive things to say about, Brentford particularly, and then uh, Blackburn in more recent times. So, uh, first of all... um, we're looking forward to seeing Brentford in person because I've been saying plenty of times this season I think Brentford are set to go up this season Um, and then Blackburn we think could be a dark horse for the playoffs Uh, one thing I'm particularly looking forward to is seeing Griffin Park because I've never been there before you have you've been there twice what can I expect Justin Uh, it's tight it's cosy it's set in the middle of not a housing estate but in the middle of streets, and I've and I've mentioned before um, that there's a there's a driveway restaurant that I want to take you to, and you know maybe get some hot soup. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to um, I don't want to give them promotion, but a certain fast food restaurant which I keep pestering you to stop off at because I'm absolutely starving. It is what time is it? It's just coming up to nine o'clock, I think. Um, and I haven't had anything to eat yet. I'm getting very impatient and could really do with something to eat, especially because we are meant to be meeting up with a couple of the chaps from the Besotted podcast, and I'm ex- I think we're expected to have a pint. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing that on an empty stomach, especially since you're driving. Um, so uh, we probably need to get something down us before we have any intake of alcohol but uh, we'll have a quick chat um, about the game because what what we're planning to do is just uh, kind of giving you the match day experience um, ahead of the game we're not going to commentate on the match because we're not you know that we're, we're not those vloggers who you know film themselves and their reaction to the games because they're awful and I don't want to lower our standards to that but <laughs> we'll we'll take you around the around the ground we're, we're planning to have a look at Brentford's new stadium as well well outside 
but at the outside of it, yeah, but we won't be allowed in. But we'll. Uh, we'll... Mean, if there's a door open. That's welcoming, isn't it? Yeah, I think... I, I don't see any reason why, if we asked, we wouldn't be allowed to have a quick well, look inside. You don't ask, you don't get. Exactly. And I want to see what it's like, because it looks very fancy. It does. And it's certainly one of... I. It's different to all the modern grounds that are around at the moment. I think it's the Amex for Brighton that is pretty snazzy, and the new Griffin Park, what's it going to be called? I don't actually know what it's going to be called. I presume it is the new Griffin Park. I just assume everything's the new something now. Well, it's the football manager regen stadium. It's going to be the new Griffin Park. Did I, I, might, I might be making this up, but on football manager, did they used to um, name the stadium after a legend at one point? So, for example, um, the Chelsea, if Chelsea moved out of Stamford Bridge, it'd be called the Frank Lampard Stadium or something like that. Is that am I making that up? Potentially, because I've never had that. I swear that used to happen but either way um, football manager is great for that kind of thing I remember once upon a time um, Stoke were playing at Port Vale's ground I, I have no idea why and to this day I, I still haven't worked it out but it was one of those brilliant things and I, I'd, luckily Brentford aren't having to move to Loftus Road for a bit but that would be spectacular if that was the case but either way we'll have a look at uh, Brentford's new stadium see what it's like there um, we have got a bit of time to kill on the way down Justin it is a lengthy old trip from Darbados down to West London um, so we'll quickly talk about the game because by the time people listen to this they'll know what the result was but there's plenty for us to look ahead to ahead of the game so what are some of the things that you're looking forward to seeing from Brentford and Blackburn I think it's how Blackburn are going to set up because they're a very they're, they're a functional team and I think tactically they, they can adapt to teams and they've had players that have had to that they've, they've had to fit in because of the injuries they've had to key players in certain positions um, so it's, it's going to be seeing them and how they react to obviously Brentford's style of play because the open expansiveness that Brentford play with and, and the swagger at times is is so good to watch but so hard for teams to adapt to um, so it's, it's going to be a sink, sink or swim for this um, young-ish Blackburn side Yeah, I appreciate you giving a very in-depth answer while you're driving because you've got plenty to concentrate on especially because it is now tipping it down with rain which is good because your windscreen is quite dirty it's free car cleaning so I'm happy uh, but the, the thing I'm looking forward to is kind of the battle in midfield because one thing that I haven't yet brought up on the podcast but I was thinking about this week is that Brentford's attack is sensational. The front three, probably the best in the league. The defence conceded the fewest goals so far this season, probably the best in the league. The midfield then, by default, must be one of the weakest parts of their team. Yeah, so... It's going to be interesting to see the battle in midfield. Uh, Blackburn's midfield, we've given plenty of praise to. Lewis Travis looks a fantastic player. Stuart Downing can play at a host position. Sometimes he's played in centre mid this season. He can unlock a defence. He's he's having a bit of a what what what's it called a um, a a good season. We'll go with that. <laughs> there's there's a phrase for it, but it's completely left my head. But uh, he's having a kind of a um, end of his career. Swan like song. Swan Song, yeah, we'll go with that. Um, but Bradley Johnson as well looks to have been a decent bit of business as well. So, um, those two 
having fantastic seasons, even though they are coming towards the end of their careers. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, especially in midfield. Is there a specific player that you're looking forward to seeing in person? Oh, well, the obvious ones are Adam Arter. Sorry, I've just given it away. The obvious ones are Saeed Benrahma, Ollie Watkins and Embuemo again. But I'd like to, I'd be intrigued to see Jensen um, if, he's, if he's going to be playing. Uh, so I know he went off last week. I'm not sure what the team news will be. Um, but as I, as I mentioned, Adam Armstrong, because um, I think he's going to be able to find pockets of space in this in this team and, and penetrate them with his pace. So, yeah, I'm really intrigued to see, to see him play and how he's going to slot in. I'm pretty much the same, to be honest. Um, I am wary that we are rambling on a bit. So uh, we'll end this bit here. And next time you hear from us, we'll be somewhere in West London. So I don't know how well you can hear me, but we are at Griffin Park now. We only managed to get here pretty much in the nick of time. We got here about 15 minutes before kickoff. Um, music's blaring out. The sprinklers are on. Uh, we're very close to the pitch. Much closer than I was expecting, Justin. Smell the grass. Yeah, you can everything. You can see everything. We're going to have Tony Mowbray right in our faces. It's going to be great. Um, but the atmosphere looks good. You can probably hear the Blackburn fans just behind me now. So we're expecting a good game. Not too long till kick off. The sun's right in our eyes. Yeah. But we're going to have a good time, aren't we, Justin? From what we can see, yes. Yeah. Sun's in our eyes. Can't see much. <laughs> Now half time. We've got uh, Queens of Stone Age back in, in the background. Blasting out. Blasting out. A little bit of Queens, yeah. Yeah, it's one 0 Blackburn. Um, Adam Armstrong with a little dink over David Raya. Um, my first kind of a reaction of the first half is that I can see why they're moving steady because it is ridiculously tight outside trying to get to the toilet it's ridiculous yeah it's rammed it's what you get with the old traditional ground tucked in between some houses yeah I was only I literally walked 10 yards to try and get a drink and it was like the tube it took me ages to just get 10 yards down there it was ridiculous you'll, but you'll miss it when it's gone you'll miss it when it's gone yeah yeah I can see what you mean but either way uh, it is 1-0 what have you made of the game so far yeah well Tannoy's just gone off so you might struggle to hear me Brentford have lacked a lot of composure in the middle he said at the start of the game um, the midfield battle will be important uh, Blackburn are winning it at the moment Brad Johnson and Lewis Travis are dominating in the middle uh, and they're finding pockets of space to exploit Brentford uh, just need that lack of well, a bit more composure Brentford have had a few chances most of them from side Ben Rama but they've really struggled haven't they they've resorted really to balls over the top down the wing yeah so it's not been a good showing so far from Brentford John B.A.'s looked like a nervous wreck in defence um, but things can only get better really from a Brentford perspective I imagine they'll come out firing in second half because Frank will give them a right rollicking after that performance because they were not very good whatsoever but we'll see and speak to you at full time So that's full time and it's uh, Brentford 2 Blackburn 2 ended up being a pretty good game good actually half, yeah, yeah really, really good game half. we picked a good game for our first match really um, in the end I feel like it's two points dropped from a Brentford perspective is that something you'd agree with? I thought they were so they were so far off it in the first half Blackburn fully deserved the 2-0 the lead obviously in the second half um, a couple of lapses of concentrations let Brentford into it 
and from there they, they, they picked up a slight change of formation as well to help them but I'd be happy with a draw based on how, how flat they were for 55 minutes but the way, the reason I think it's two points dropped for Brentford is because after they managed to get the second goal they looked like they were going to get that third but it just didn't come and you consider some of the chances they missed I mean Ben Rama skied one <laughs> over wow, the stands yes. but if he gets that on target there's a good chance it's a goal so that's why I think it was um, uh, two points dropped for Brentford but a good point for Blackburn they might be even disappointed they didn't get all three points as well considering they were two up well yeah no as I say how poor Brentford were in the first half Blackburn dominated the midfield and then they probably perhaps dropped a bit deeper um, as, as Brentford switched up obviously John Vier coming off and Norgard dropping into a back three helped um, but yeah, no, definitely from a Blackburn perspective, it's, it's a good result. But again, maybe two points dropped from their perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Christian Walter made some good saves. Adam Armstrong looked absolutely brilliant. Was, he, was he was a real threat throughout the game, Monty. A uh, bit of a moment for that Ollie Watkins goal. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. That's what, you, that's what you pay your money for. I mean, when we saw it in the ground, I thought, cool, that, that was a good goal. And then when I saw it on TV, it looked even better. The way it's, like, swerved into the top I, bin. Yeah, I, at first I thought, seeing the keeper's far side, that's goal of the season. But seeing it again, right in the top corner, Walton's got no chance of getting no. it. He's a big guy as well. No. Yeah, I thought, yeah, as I say, I thought he played well. Um, and then from the Brentford perspective, they had a few players who didn't play very well. Jean Vier looked average Mark Connors was terrible Mark Connors was terrible. really terrible uh, and Bremo what, didn't have his best game there were a few Brentford players actually who didn't have their best game yeah. and they're desperate for Janssen to come back aren't they really desperate for, they're desperate for Janssen and uh, Janssen coming in is mm. going to help that midfield but I thought Baptiste coming on really really helped them um, settle in midfield and, and play the ball around yeah, the, the temperature's massively dropped it's here. Plummeted. It's got it's really it was quite warm in the, at the start of the ground, but at the start of the game, wasn't it? It was I had to take off my jacket because I was getting a bit hot. And yeah. then suddenly it's gone really cold. We've had we've had two or three uh, seasons in, in one game. Uh, yeah, in one in one game. Mm. If you've never been to Griffin Park before, um, this was my first experience and probably will be my last considering this there's what, six games left there now. Yep. Um it was tight. It was old-fashioned. It's the kind of grounds that I'll miss in English football because they're slowly dying out, aren't they? Especially in the championship. Especially in the championship. So I'll miss it uh, at this level, but I enjoyed it. Um, We're going to have a look at the new ground in a sec. We'll have a quick word on that when we get there. So we've just come out of the pub. It's about an hour later and we have wandered down to Brentford's new stadium. We've just come out of the pub, the Globe. Not too far away from Griffin yes. Park. Yes. Had a little chat with the lads from Besotted. As you can hear behind me, a digger has just started working, which is great. Great stuff for a podcast. It's also oh, it's good news for the stadium. It is. They're working it is. on the weekends. They are. They're uh, putting a lot of work into this stadium. They are planning to move here next season. We're just having a little look around it, really. And it's big. I can tell you that. Anything else you want to add? It's modern. It is definitely modern. It's not concrete block. I mean, when you compare it to Griffin Park... I mean, we were just at Griffin Park just a minute ago, and it's quite small, to say the very least. But this new stadium, which, as, I'm far, as far as I'm aware, doesn't have a name yet, I don't think. I mean, it might do. It, it, might it do. probably has a name. It will have a name. It will have a name. We just don't know what it is right now. Um, but it's not as... It's not much bigger than Griffin Park. It's, I think it's about 8,000 bigger or something like that. It's quite a lot. Yeah, but you look at the stadium, 
and it's bloody big. Well, it's because it's not surrounded by houses. I think the thing with Griffin Park, it's quirky. It's it's old school. Obviously, it's tight. It's tight. Um, whereas I imagine with the new with the new stadium, there's a lot more space. Um, as we were talking to some of the guys from Besotted, you can go to the toilet at half time probably. Yeah, which is a massive problem with that ground, and I completely understand why they're moving. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks quite nice. In fairness, it's it reminds me a bit. Have you seen the new Spurs ground? I mean, I've seen it on the telly. I watch football. I've I went to the new Spurs ground. I haven't been inside, but I had a look around from the outside, and it looks kind of like that, except red. Um, it looks very modern, as you say, and and a third of the size, and a third of the size, but. We say a third of the size, it's probably is capacity-wise, but in, in terms of size from the outside, it doesn't look that small it, it compared to the new Spurs ground, if that makes sense. But I get what you mean, and from what we were saying earlier, it looks like they've got room to expand it. Um, we're, not, we're not constructors, so we won't go on we're about this. We're not constructors or architects. No. We're, just, we're just looking from no. afar. We're just speculating on the matter. Um, but yeah, this has been our kind of review, really, of, yeah. of Brentford versus Blackburn. It was a good game. Very good game. Really good game. Really enjoyed coming out to see a really good game of football, have a chat with some of the lads from Besotted, have a couple of tinnies. Well, glasses. Glasses. Well, yeah, I suppose. Um, but we've had a good day out. I've enjoyed it. Have you? Definitely. Yeah. It's made London less daunting for me. You know? but as it, was it daunting before? Well, you, you pay a, a little bit more, it's a bit busier, it's a bit tighter, but I've enjoyed it. Mm. You know, coming from the north, it's difficult. Hang on, why was, da- why was London daunting before? Because, as I mentioned, it's expensive, it's tighter, and it's busy. You <laughs> Fair don't, enough. You don't get that in the Midlands. <laughs> you can't be arguing with that, can you? Uh, so yeah, this has been the Second Tier Podcast. It's been a bit of an experimental episode. We had planned absolutely nothing before this. No. No, no. I, did, I didn't even know you were recording, to be honest with you. So. No, no, we've kind of just gone with it, really. So if you've enjoyed it, do let us know. As always, leave a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts, on, and just tell your friends about us, really. We'd appreciate um, yeah. it. We'll get to your ground. Yeah. Um, you'll have heard this after Sunday's episode, so we'll see you next Sunday. And that's it from us. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach. Thank you for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.